0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome in to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo. It is Thursday, July 7th, and we are here to discuss a slump of sorts we're calling it our summer slump series we talk a lot good we talk a lot about the the great in college football recruiting uh let's talk a little bit about some work to do and to do so we're bringing in blake alderman he covers the florida gators over at 24 7 sports and that's because florida blake is outside the top 40 as we kick off the month of july first of all i want to know how you're doing how was your month of june it was it was mayhem out there
0: it was, uh, it was interesting. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, you know, it was something to where, you know, Florida had a lot of guys that took official visits. You know, they used a big bulk of those over the couple weeks, had some guys do some midweeks. Um, I, I think the biggest thing was, A, you know, seeing some of these top guys, you know, Jaden Rashada, the four-star quarterback, who was, you know, really heavily trending into Florida um, before he pushed back his decision date um, and then eventually committed to Miami. You know, seeing some of those top targets on Florida's board, you know, quarterback being a big need that, you know, there were a lot of really big blows for Florida you know they landed a couple guys they've actually been on a little bit of a tear of landing some guys you know their last uh, four commitments are their four highest guys in their class currently so there's been some good but definitely been some bad too
1: yeah I feel like they're in on some battles right and I feel like that's a really good necessary step for Billy Napier who this is his first true recruiting class and I think it, it's 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 him getting his feet wet it's it's a change of pace right you go into the SEC you're battling against some heavyweights you're trying to go cross country for one of the more coveted quarterbacks and trying to win that battle. I I feel like he's doing the right thing by trying to be in some of these battles. He could easily, you know, cherry pick, right? We've said this before on this podcast. It's easy to be a Florida and take commitments. He could easily have 15, 16 commitments. I think if they really wanted, they're sitting at, num- at, at nine commitments right now, uh, which means they've been a bit more selective. They've been trying to win some some heated recruiting battles. Do you see that as, you know, Billy Napier and this staff in, in a way – just trying to feel things out and, and seeing how they measure up right now?
0: Yes and no. You know, I think that, you know, obviously, like you said, you know, a school like Florida, if they wanted to take in some of these guys, you know, they, they very well could have. You know, they've, they've seen, you know, linebacker board is one where I can use the example where you've seen a lot of these targets that have been kind of the, uh, you know, maybe plan A, plan B type of guys that have either trended elsewhere or ended up at other schools. There are some other guys that could have easily offered and become a big player for, and they've kind of held steady. That's not to say that, you know, some new offers could go out because is you know, one specifically where I think that they need to start expanding the board, but they have kind of held tight to what, you know, wait and see where a lot of these guys who have set decision dates for July. I think the plan for them right now is to kind of see how these battles that they're in kind of play out over the next couple weeks and then kind of reassess things. You know, obviously they're, they're joining in on the, um, you know, the, the big cookout, you know, type of thing that a lot of these schools do now in that last weekend of July. So I think they're really trying to get through this month of July as far as you know getting some of these guys on campus again, when the dead period, Opens up, letting some of these uh, you know decision dates play out, and then I think in the fall you'll see them reassess, and if they need to expand the board, then they will. You know, I think for one thing that is a positive for Florida's class is when you look at the nine commits there, only two of those guys are from outside of the state of Florida, so they definitely hit the areas of you know in-state has been heavy focus. Not only that, but they've really kind of focused on those areas that are in close proximity to Gainesville. You know, those areas like the Jacksonville's, you know, the Central Florida areas where it's not really very far from from Gainesville, so they've really hit on those areas but you know I think that the way a lot of these battles that have been going out granted they are in some of these battles you know I think easily a lot of these guys could could end up at other schools you know you look at you know a guy like Derek LeBlanc the four-star defensive lineman for example I mean I've lost count how many times this guy has visited Florida's campus over the last several months you know and he's he's trending towards Oklahoma so some of these battles aren't going Florida's way and I think that's where you kind of get the questions of I mean man you've got a guy that has literally visited Florida like I'm not kidding like 20 something times you know over this Past year, you know, and he's he's you know trending elsewhere. So I think a lot of these things they need to reassess that. You know, it's the first year they're battling in the SEC, kind of figuring out what are they doing good, what are they doing bad, because you know it's not going to be easier whenever you're battling against the Georgias, the Alabamas, the LSU's, those SEC teams that are you know just stockpiling talent, and then throw in Miami, the in-state school that's been recruiting great in the last couple months under Mario Cristobal. So the in-state recruiting in Florida and the landscape of the SEC in general is not getting easier.
1: I've never heard of a recruit visiting a school twenty plus times and not ending up at that school uh that (laughs) would be a first i mean i think right now you mentioned it right you touched on it the in-state recruiting you you think about the buzz and the pool and And all the momentum that Mario Cristobal has generated down in Miami. And then you look at kind of the the converse effect with Billy Napier. I would question whether there's name recognition there. I mean, I feel like recruits possibly are waiting to see what his team looks like on the field before they start committing to that program. You know, it's, it's one thing to be coming from Oregon, which obviously is Mario Cristobal and he's a Miami alum and he has all those ties. Billy Napier, I don't think, arrives at Florida with that same amount of name recognition.
0: I would agree. And I think whenever you look at the staff in general, you know, a, I think your point is, is very valid of the fact that, you know, he had Billy Napier did a good job of building those ties in the state of Louisiana when he was at UL, but it's ULL, you know, I mean, they, they, they certainly probably build a lot of networks in the, in the state of Louisiana, but those are apples to oranges, ULL to Florida, you know, and not only that, but you look at the staff from top to bottom, there's not a lot of guys that had heavy recruiting ties to the state of Florida. I think the one that really jumped out to me whenever the staff was fully filled out was Corey Raymond. Um, He's recruited South Florida really well when he was at LSU. So I think that, you know, they've had to, A, build ties of their own for guys in the state of Florida and starting to build that network, like what they did in the state of Louisiana. But on top of that, too, I think that, you know, the, the recruiting under Dan Mullen, granted, it, it's, it, you know... Billy Napier and them and it can do a lot better. Yes, that's first and foremost. But I also think, too, that they are trying really hard. You know, I think they're putting in the effort, whereas the staff under Dan Mullen really wasn't putting in the big focus on recruiting. So I think there were a lot of relationships, you know, with high school coaches, with some of these guys that, you know, as far as even the recruits themselves, families, coaches, trainers, all those types of guys, I think a lot of relationships needed to be mended. So I think that a lot of these guys, Florida, had to, little, had, had to dig themselves out of a hole. You know, guys like, you know, four-star defensive lineman John, Walker, four-star offensive tackle Peyton Kirkland. Those were guys that really weren't giving Florida a look under the previous staff. And, you know, will they land them, I think, is the question you'll see. I've got my doubts on that. But Florida made some ground up there. So you see the ground being made up, but the next step is closing. You know, closers close, and that's the next step they need to make.
1: We're going to continue our conversation on the Florida Gators. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Goulot joined by Blake Alderman of Swamp 24-7. He covers the Florida Gators at 24-7 Sports. This is the BA podcast. The the initials are strong right now, Blake. I love it. What are they going to do at quarterback, right? like There was a lot of momentum, I think, really late. With Jaden Rashada, at, at one point you could you could have said that the Florida Gators were going to land Jaden Rashada. It took that last official visit to Miami that really swayed that that recruitment. And I, I think, in a way, Florida was maybe left at the altar. I think they possibly thought they had their quarterback in this class. so you know, We caught up with Marcus Stokes at the Elite Eleven Finals during the hotel check-in last week. And he's a Florida native, believe goes to the same high school that Tim Tebow went to. And we asked him, what's the status of your Penn State commitment? Having known that Jen Rashada was Miami bound and you know, he said he's sticking with the Nittany Lions. So I- I'm curious: does this staff go hard after another 23? Do they shift their focus entirely to 2024? Do they maybe look at the transit portal and try to fill that spot? What- what's what would be your your assessment?
0: All of the above. You know, I'm taking D. All of the above for that. You know, they've. I think they kicked the tires on some guys like Stokes. You know, being an in-state guy, close proximity, and that that kind of that wheelhouse area that I mentioned where Florida's really trying to put a lot of focus of you know those close proximity cities around Gainesville. Um, I would think that Stokes is a the guy they kicked the tires on. They actually got to see him throw um, in the later part of June. He came with his teammates for a seven-on-seven tournament they had on campus. So they got a chance to see him to throw there. Um, I think Malachi Singleton, the Arkansas commit, is a guy that you know. I think that Florida could, could look into. He runs that RPO type of system. He seems like a guy that really fits the offense that Billy Napier wants to run. Um, he's actually, I think, first cousins with uh, Creed Whittemore, one of Florida's wide receiver commitments. So there's there's some family ties there. I think Emory Williams, the guy that is, you know, the the quarterback that really turns some heads at Elite Eleven, who's Miami's second quarterback commit from up in the North Florida area, makes a lot of sense. You know, I think he's a guy that's gonna hear from a lot of these schools in general that are starting to look for, you know, their next plan at quarterback. So I think those are some of the guys. Obviously, I haven't heard any direct names of where they kind of pivot to from here. That's something that I think that we'll kind of figure out maybe the next couple of weeks, kind of keep where things are at while Florida kind of puts back the pieces after you, like you said, being left at the altar for Jaden Rashada. Um, I think the portal makes a lot of sense you know you see more than likely we'll see a lot of these guys you know enter the portal as the season goes on if they don't get the the snaps or if it's not the right fit or you know into fall camp things aren't really feeling right you know I think that portal's always popping off when the season goes on. So I think that that's an area where they look to, but I also think in general, you've seen them have a lot of 2024 guys, um, come in and get some offers during camp. So, you know, during June, I think another guy, four-star DJ Lagway is a guy that they really liked well. So I think they're really trying to wear a lot of hats at the quarterback right now, reassessing where they maybe pivot to in 2023. Um, I think the portal is definitely an avenue, even if they did land a high school guy, I think Florida's quarterback room still needs some, some infusion of talent. Um, and I think, you know, they could very well even and go for a 2023 guy and the portal. So, um, you know, those are options for sure. And I think that, you know, quarterbacks, you know, you have to get ahead of the curve. So I think that 2024, if, if you're not looking and expanding your board right now for 2024 guys, you're late. So they really need to kind of do a lot of things at once, which is unfortunate for Florida, you know, because now you want to have your guy for 2023 committed, turn the page to 2024 and kind of get ahead of the curve there in Florida, who was already behind the curve for 2023 granted that they got hired and had to fill out that 2022 class and couldn't look ahead. They're giving even more farther behind with 2024. So I think that, uh, you know, they need to really kind of play double duty with, you know, 23 and 24 right now.
1: Yeah. And don't sleep on Emery Williams. Uh, I thought he went throw for throw with Jane Rashada throughout the week at the elite 11 finals and really embraces that competition was previously committed to Miami before Rashada jumped in the boat. And I think he said, Hey, I'm not really shying away from this. You're going to be able to compete wherever you go. Um, and it's good to have him here so that we can kind of see where we stack up against each other. I, I really like that that attitude. I love the way he embraces that challenge. And 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 I, I do feel like, like you mentioned, there could be some schools that start to kick the tires because if they're looking for a quarterback, uh, you always go after that school that has two instead of trying to wriggle. It'd be maybe a, a bit easier to, to try to figure out how to get one of those guys on board. So we mentioned it earlier, Blake, Florida outside the top 40 in the national recruiting rankings with only nine commitments. So a long way to go there. What do you feel like it's going to take for Florida uh, on the field, or maybe early on in the season, in terms of momentum, to really gain some of that momentum. Because you mentioned that the effort is there, the attitude is there, the staff is actually putting in a lot of recruiting work that maybe Dan Mullen and, and that staff were not. But you know, at, at some point, you have to expect that they that they provide some results as well.
0: You know, as far as the season goes, I think they have a really good chance to make some noise. You know, first week coming out of the gate against a, a good Utah team. You know, Florida going to have a night game in the swamp. Um, if you can win that. That game and you can kind of start the season off on the right foot against a good team that shows the product for maybe some of those guys that are waiting to see what a Billy Napier does at Florida what the offense looks like how they're going to stack up you know where you know maybe the roster needs some help in certain positions so I think coming out of the gate there with a win I think could go a long way for Florida. Um, I think in general, the roster needed some talent. I think that, you know, that's kind of indicative of the previous staff's recruiting. You know, they landed some guys here and there, but I think overall they really needed to, you know, kind of boost that roster up. You know, the the guys that were near the top of the class were obviously good players are going to make an impact, but that floor of the class, those are the guys where, you know, that's your depth, you know, and I think that after Florida's Achilles heel for the last couple years has been, they have a really good starting 22, but the depth is where where they start. start to struggle if there's injuries you know those types of things so I think for Florida it's you know coming out and showing a good product on the field giving a guys you know some of these guys an idea of what Billy Napier could do you know and past that you know I think that you know closing out the month of July I always say you know because everyone's always you know sky is falling in the spring or you know in June whenever you know guys are committing elsewhere I always say you look at the end of July heading into the month of August when season starts up you know guys start focusing on you know the college season if you're a coach and high school guys focusing on their own season that's where you want to see your solid nucleus of your class is that end of July. See where you've got from there, turn the page, expand the board, access positions that you really need to, you know, put more focus on, um, you know, where you're weak at, where you're good at. So I think for them is closing out the month of July, you know, adding some of these guys into the fold, you know, they've got, they've got a a bunch of guys that are making decisions. Um, I think the next guy for Florida that looks good for them is is a four-star wide receiver and Eugene Wilson, the third, who's going to make his decision on Friday. Speedy slot type of guy, Florida needs to add more speed. That'd be a good start to kind of kick off, you know, more of these guys that are that are deciding in the month of July. I think that changes the tides of the fan base, you know, recruiting. Like I said, they've landed some guys in the last couple of weeks, but you always look at the, the guys that went elsewhere. You know, those are the guys that are the ones that fans focus on. So if they can continue to win some of these battles, you know, start off the season good, you know, I, I don't know if there's a number of wins this season that, you know, recruits are really looking for, but I think in general, it's just putting a good product on the field because when you're a first year, second year head coach, you can kind of sell the dream. You know, we, you know, we're, we're changing the tides of things. We're installing our own program, you know, really kind of putting our fingerprint on it. We need a guy like you to come in and and join us and, you know, make us better. We're one player like you away from being better. Those are something you can sell the dream whenever you're a first or second year head coach. So I think capitalizing on that is going to be more important maybe than, you know, the total wins and losses, but looking respectable and kind of being able to pitch that, you know, a guy, you know, a guy, Jimmy four star, Jimmy five star can come in and change the program around.
1: Yeah. I know we're calling this the summer slump series, but Florida team to watch throughout this month of, july as we head into the fall camps and uh the the preparations for the 2022 season you can cover it all or you can follow all the coverage over at som 24 7 with blake alderman he covers the florida gators and no one sells the dream more than mr ba thanks so much blake yep thanks for having me all right for blake alderman and our producer lance glenn i am Blair gulo thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast